Ricky! Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> what's up, man? You know, I think I caught whatever you had last week because, uh, no, I don't think I caught what you had because you, you're sound serious, but I <laughs> had earlier this week, so even though we promised we'd have two out this week, we're only going to have one. <laughs> Hey, it's all good, man. Look, like we're a Panthers podcast. So part of what we're trying to do is like match the energy of the team. So us not fulfilling what we've sold everybody is kind of just like on par, right? Like that's, oh, man. What that's a, how we'll start it out. Uh, in geez. case anyone was wondering if this is going to be an optimistic uh, kind of situation here. Here's pessimistic Ricky again. Dude, what a what a season. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's like it's like everything that can happen will what, like. Oh, we can get into it. We'll get into the Lions a little bit later. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like almost everything that could happen has happened to us this season. Whether it be yeah. injuries, whether it be like, it's, and like, like during each each game, you're like, okay, we're we're good. We're like in a good place, and then just like the absolute worst thing happens. Right. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, let's. Uh, I just want to jump right in. We'll we'll start off with some news because going around Panther Twitter is this whole. We didn't actually want Bryce. The coaching staff didn't want Bryce, but uh, that Tepper was like meddling and like wanting, he wanted Bryce. So he forced Reich to take Bryce. And we really want, Frank Reich really wanted Stroud. Um, and I think we can just like, like stomping all those rumors. Um, you probably yeah. articulate it better than I can because you're more on Panthers Twitter than I am. No, I mean, you're right though. Like uh, that's, that's the hubbub, right? Is it the ownership, David Tepper and, and his old lady preferred Bryce Young. They were enamored with him and all this kind of stuff, but that Frank was a CJ Stroud uh, believer and that he wanted CJ Stroud that even McCown, they're saying you could go back to that video of him at his uh, workout where he's talking about, Hey, when you get your house in Charlotte, we'll shoot some hoops type of thing. I mean, the tinfoil hats are on again. And, and that's really the problem is that we're, we're, doing a lot of like uh, revisionist uh, retrospective looks at things. And we're only six weeks into the season. So you can tell how down bad the fan base is in general, when we are fishing for excuses for why things aren't working, when there are actual reasons why things aren't working right in front of our eyes that could be changed. But instead we're going to say, well, hold on. Don't you remember back in April when some wild shit was happening <laughs> on Twitter and everybody was trying to tell you we were right? Nah, man, look, we're not right. It's already been substantiated that those are rumors, that they're, they're falsehoods. Um, everybody was on, on the train for taking Bryce Young with the number one overall pick. Yep. Where I think that we've run into some issues is that there is a obvious linear um, track of C.J. Stroud fitting Frank Reich's system and his previous historical quarterbacks, right? Uh, with the exception of being 48 years old and one leg in a coffin. Um, but, but from a play style and a physical stature, yeah, CJ Stroud clearly fits that better. Now, yeah. me and you have had these conversations before, though, and where I have this big problem, I don't have any issue, man, with saying that CJ Stroud fits Frank Reich's system better than Bryce Young. That's not an issue to say. I think that that's a true statement. My confusion, man, and where I'm not happy about how this has all transpired is I didn't anticipate us just running Frank Reich's system. I thought that this was always sold as a very collaborative effort between Thomas Brown and Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell and Josh McCown, right? We've got mm. all of these big-time offensive minds in the room, and yet it seems like, again, we 
shouldn't be surprised that we're running the 2016 Eagles concepts. And and yeah, man, they're mixing in a, a couple of different things. We don't have the personnel to operate all of those different looks. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to force the personnel that we have on this team to run a system that they're not equipped to run. Mm -hmm. That that to me, man, is the bigger issue here than what somebody might have wanted back in March or April or whenever this whole thing transpired. We have the team that we have right now. Mm -hmm. And it's a coach's responsibility, the entire staff's responsibility to scheme to the players and not the players to the scheme. We've talked about this. We're not doing that. So are we incapable of doing it or are we too stubborn to do mm-hmm. it? Those are the questions that have to be answered and there are solutions within those answers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing is that we're not even running Frank Reich's system. Where are the passes to the running back? Where are the tight ends? Like it's, it's where, where is the, the rushes? We're, we're not running the ball. We're not using our tight ends. Like, like he has usually used them in the past. We're yeah. not using Blackshear for, for whatever reason. Um, it looks like we're starting to get Chanel involved in the backfield and using him uh, out of the backfield, which is kind of interesting right. and kind of why did you wait so long to try this uh, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like, so he is kind of putting some wrinkles in that way. Um, so I just don't know what they're throwing out there. This just looks ugly. Like it looks like it's gross. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's a great way to put it. There's not even like a real technical term to describe what we're seeing on this offense, right? Like, yeah. like, as you said, though, man, like the run game. Yeah, dude, a lot of it has to do with the interior portion of our offensive line being decimated with the injuries. Austin Corbett still hasn't played. Brady Christensen loss was a monumental one that I don't think that any of us would have called a monumental one at the beginning of the season. But mm-hmm. seeing what the options are behind him has proven to be a very serious problem. Um, but yet when we know that, when everyone else can identify that, why do we continuously run these inside zones for Miles Sanders directly yeah. into Chandler Zavala's ass? Like, yeah. why don't we do something different? You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's almost like they're saying, hey, we're trying our best to recreate some sort of butt fumble. How do we get that to happen? I know, just keep throwing this slow plodding running back into the ass of our offensive mm-hmm. linemen. Let's just wait until it happens. No, man. Yeah. Like you said, he's implementing some wrinkles with LaVisca. Why did it take this long? Yeah. We, we, they talked about him being a weapon. Why yeah. is everything taking this long? The patient approach doesn't work if there are easy fixes or easy things to adjust and they're not doing it. You, don't ask me to be patient with somebody who's being stubborn. I can yeah. be patient with things that are that are trying and, and that are exploring. He keeps saying that we're turning over every stone. I, the dude must have one fucking rock in his office, right? Like, because that's the only thing he's done is try to do one thing different at yeah. a time. And, and yeah, man, you got to simplify it a little bit. You don't need to throw too much at Bryce. I get all that. Everyone's talking about the wristband that he's going to be wearing or that he's already been wearing. People taking mm-hmm. victory laps talking about, oh, I said he should have worn a wristband. Dude, he's been wearing it for two weeks. Like, what, yeah. what is it? And Russell Wilson wears a wristband. And that's not a great example because Russell Wilson looks like. The, the white turd that we were talking about last week. That's what he looks like out there right now. It's real bad in Denver. So, hey, hey, silver lining real quick. At least we're not the Denver Broncos. Yeah. We have something going for us. We didn't trade first and seconds for Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's talk. That is actually a good uh, example of we're doing sort of the same thing um, as the Broncos as far as the way we're running our offense, except we're turning the ball over way more, I think, than they are. They're doing a very simplified 
offense that looks really gross and really ugly. They're actually incorporating the backs better than we do. They're, they're doing a lot yeah. of like uh, screens that I wish we would incorporate more. Right. Like, like they use McLaughlin. Where's Blackshear? Would love to see him a little bit yeah. or someone in that sort of role. Um, but they were in the game until, right? yeah, they were in the game until the end. Like they, they yeah. get themselves a chance to win at the end. And uh, I think that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do, except yeah. um, penalties and turnovers are just man crushing us. Crushing us. We lead the league in penalties right now with 41 penalties so far through five games. Now, to put that in perspective, I believe that we had 28 last year through the first five games with Matt Rule. And that team, man, the whole, the whole Panthers regime under Matt Rule seemed like a pretty unprepared, undisciplined type of team as well. We talked about the penalties often with that team. So how do we go to this uber-experienced right NFL mm. team that has 200-plus years of NFL coaching experience, 75 years of NFL playing experience, and 10 Super Bowls combined throughout this mm. entire staff? How do we go from Matt Rule and the college dipshits that he had working for him <laughs> to these guys and were less disciplined? Like, yeah. it just makes no sense, man. And, like, it is – it's befuddling, dude. Like, yeah. What are we supposed to anticipate getting better from this unit if it's going to be this approach? Mm-hmm. So I'm not ringing like the all out sirens of alarm and panic right now, but I do think that it's completely fair to have conversations about if things aren't going to change from the approach that we are putting in mm-hmm. each week. What What is the answer then? Because... If we're going to run this system, man, and, and, and this is a system on offense and defense, right? To be completely yeah. fair, we don't have the personnel, and we knew that coming in. If these were the systems that they wanted to run, they should have already known we didn't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. Everybody else sees that. NFL coaches have to be able to see that, right? Yeah. The, the general manager, it's on him too. Fitterer saw what the roster composition was, and, and they sat and just said, this will work. We'll figure this out. So you either had the utmost trust and and were banking on this coaching staff to put it all together, and they're failing, or you failed to put the mm. pieces in place to give them a successful chance at, yeah. at using their coaching, right? Yeah. One way or another, dude, there is failure on this team, and it's not mm. Bryce Young. It's not some of the players even. Like, Shy Tuttle, man, has looked like shit, but Shy Tuttle is playing completely out of position. That's mm. not his problem. That's yeah. the coaching, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I don't want to say this because it makes it sound bad, but it kind of just feels like they're punning on this year. It looks like it feels like they're they're saying, let's prepare for next year and let's go ahead and implement it for the guys that are gonna stay on this roster. And then yeah. when we finally get to put in the guys that we need, we will be ready because it's only all you're doing is putting like little little wrinkles in um to an already built system and sure. it just kind of feels like they're yeah they're, they're like i'm not i'm not saying they're not trying but they're just yeah, like yeah, yeah. not worried about this year and they, sure. and they they were saying it's a two-year build my i didn't i wouldn't want to i didn't want i wasn't planning on talking about this but now that it's kind of going through my mind do you think that we just would we trade Burns? Like, are we going to do what Bradley Chubb like, with what Denver did last year and just man, like, get what we can for guys like that? Well, you know that's that's a popular conversation that's happening about are we buyers or sellers right now yeah. with the trade deadline coming up, and and Brian Burns is the piece that you have to bring up because he is the most valuable asset on our team. 
outside of maybe Derek Brown, maybe Bryce Young type of thing. And, mm. and Brian Burns, I think, has more <clears throat> standalone value than Derek Brown because of the position he plays, you know, right. or, or right. position in the NFL. Um, dude, I don't want to trade him. I, I, I think that that me, would just be another step of being incompetent from a roster composition standpoint. Because what you're, and, and look, I get the argument of stockpiling draft capital when you're in a rebuild and we don't have a first round pick. I understand all of those nuances, but Brian Burns is a proven commodity. Mm-hmm. People will try to sit there and tell you that he doesn't do enough to earn the 30 million that they think that he's asking for and all this other kind of stuff. I don't know how, what else you want him to do when he's averaging a sack a game essentially right now. Mm-hmm. So that would be on pace for 16 to 17 sacks, depending on if he has a sack or a half sack a game, whatever. Let's just say 17 sacks in a year. Yeah. It, that would that would be top three in the NFL yeah. as a pass rusher. And we're also asking him to be on the field for a lot of different kinds of duties. Mm-hmm. He is in coverage. He is playing run defense more than you would see a lot of these premier edge pass rushers. Mm-hmm. So, so if you get rid of him and you get, let's say, two first round picks back. Hey, where oh, are they, they getting that? They get that. I don't think they're getting that either, man. No, no like, <laughs> if we're in this fire sale, I don't think that the team is going to do us a solid and be like, no. "Well, if the Rams wanted to give it to you last year, we'll uphold their bargain." Like, no, we're no. gonna we're gonna be a good guy about this and, and let you have what you missed out on last time. Yeah, I don't think no. that's gonna happen, man. No, I think everyone is gonna look at us and be like, "Oh, you dipshits! You're not getting two first now." Like, I, here's what I'll give you. I'll give you a first and a pack of Wrigley's. You know what I mean? Like, we, I think and, we're lucky to get a first for a half a season of, of a player. I, def- I definitely think that he would get a first because I think that whichever other team uh, acquired him, I think they would sign him. I don't yeah. think that they would be as foolish as we have been. And I think they would just <laughs> say, oh, you want $30 million? By all means, man, take $30 Because in yeah. two years, $30 million is going to be what a rotational pass rusher ends up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm against the idea of trading Brian Burns, but I do think that they'll explore it because I think that they're um, not great at what they do. So I think that they are going to be open to any kind of mistakes that they could possibly make. The only thing that I can think of is that, uh, like, if for example, uh, T. Higgins, like, if you need the money and you rather have T. Higgins and Burns, that's like the only kind of reason I can think of because I, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else hitting the market that you're going to want to spend that cap cap space on. So sure. Um, and that's, and that's, fair. Fair. And, yeah, sure. And, and and that's a good point of T Higgins because he's going to cost more than what we've talked about in the, in the past about like a in season trade for a Jerry Judy or something like that. Mm-hmm. T Higgins is a much bigger um, value, but yeah. my, my argument against it is when we talk about, if you want to spend the money somewhere else other than Burns, well shit, man, the whole point of having this rookie quarterback on the rookie contract is that you have the money to do multiple moves like yeah. this. We yeah. have the money to sign Brian Burns and sign T Higgins. We have the money to do both of those easily. And then we even have the money probably to sign Derek Brown to a lucrative contract extension. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now we wouldn't sign Jeremy Chin, but we're only playing him half of the time. Anyways. Yeah. So he's that's, not coming back. That's a, right. That's a, that's a moot point to even talk about when we talk yeah. about trying to shell out cap money. Yeah. Um, but with all I, of that, I mean, I mean, if we have the money to pay these guys and we're on this four year window because of this rookie contract for Bryce, Man, stop dragging your feet, dude. It's yeah. time to get to it and make these moves and show what our uh, position is going yeah. forward, right? Like, yeah. how are we attacking this, man? Because right now it seems like nobody has any idea what we're doing. Yeah, I 
Dude, I'm with you, and I think we've uh, we <laughs> we also like been like pretty negative this whole this whole. There's some positives too. We yeah. Uh, let's so uh, let's let's dive into the uh, Lions game because we're talking about positives real fast. Yeah. Uh, Rice Young looked pretty good. I thought. I thought he did too, man. I thought like guys, this is fourth game ever in the NFL. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. he looked good, and he's gonna play with a. Not only a, a backup a guard, a backup backup. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought he looked good. I, yeah, man. I, I think he did too. I think that you saw people are going to point to the interceptions, right? The first one to Aiden Hutchinson. Sure, man. He could have dirted that thing. And, and that's, that's what they said that he should have done. Also, Amazing it play. took a one out of a thousand chance play for Amazing Aiden play. to make that play. That is a terrific, outstanding play. My yeah. bigger issue that I have with that interception was that play call to Ian Thomas on on a tight end screen again, where he's responsible for blocking Aiden Hutchinson and then getting off of it real quick so that he could catch the screen. Dude, stop calling stuff to Ian Thomas, man. Like, I'm going to make a shirt. I am going to make a shirt that says stop throwing the ball to Ian Thomas. It's driving me nuts. But <laughs> let me get off of my personal soapbox here. But that was the play call, man, I thought was absolutely crazy. I do think that Bryce could have dirted it. So sure, man, we'll give him that. The second one, um, they say it's a, ma- a route miscommunication that Mingo did a out route and he went flat on it where he should have went up at an angle a little bit more on like an outpost. Um, yeah. I, I also times. think that that, uh, yeah. And I also, yeah, we've talked about Mingo's route running. It's not polished. So mm-hmm. that, that makes total sense on how that developed into an issue. I also think that the underneath route by Ian Thomas I don't know what exactly that call was, um, so I can't say for certainty. But if it was a flat, he went about three yards too deep and then Mm. ran that out, which allowed that corner to sit a little bit deeper as well and cover both of those players. So there's just just deficiencies on the offense that are way out of Bryce's hands. Now, I don't think he should have thrown that Mm. ball one way or another. I think that he should have identified where Thomas was in his route and the fact that Mingo flattened it out. I think because where he threw that ball was to that flat of the route, right? It wasn't, Mm. it wasn't over him or anything like that. He threw it where Mingo would be able to catch it. You got to identify that that's not the right move right there. Mm. So yeah, he can take responsibility for that. Frank tried to give him a little bit of a um, pause on it and say, nah, man, that's a bad route. Miscommunication. All things can be true, right? Mm -hmm. Remove those two plays. Bryce Young showed some of the magic and some of the wow plays that you don't see from, I would put a number of like 70% of NFL starters being able to make right now. Mm, yeah. There were, there were some throws made that I think that maybe five people in the NFL can make. The throw where he was moving to his left, stopped dead in, behind Bradley Bozeman, and then threw with this crazy arm angle to a crossing Adam Thielen. There's no way that many people can make that throw, man, and make them yeah. move to be able to be in position to make that throw with that arm angle. And he did it, and he was very accurate with it. The mm. bread basket toss that he threw on the fade to Tommy Tremble that Tremble dropped in the end zone, that's six, man. You got to catch that. And we yeah. talk about the tight end usage. Where was Hayden Hurst on that route? That wasn't some sort of like run power package that we were trying to trick people in. And if it was, if we're just going off of this deception and tomfoolery, what? We do the right thing, man. Play the better yeah. players instead of trying to be cute when you can't execute already. Like, stop being so cute about shit, man. Mm. You signed Hayden Hurst. He's your pass catcher. Have him running the routes. I bet he catches that pass. It hit him right in the hands. I mean, he he didn't drop many. Uh, So, yeah, that would have, I would be shocked if he didn't catch that pass. I, God, man. 
people. But Bryce so, look good, man. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to get off of your point. Bryce yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we start comparing like a, like apples and oranges. We talk about Stroud versus um, uh, Bryce. They're two totally right. different systems. Like think about how Brock Purdy just 100%. walked into the 49ers system. It's the same Absolutely. exact system that they're using in, in the Texans. It's Absolutely. very it's very well coached, well um, timed scheme, and all you need uh, is a quarterback that throws it accurately and on time, and that's just what Stroud does very, very, very well. One of the most accurate well. passers probably in the league already. Um, and I just think it's unfair to compare them this early on based on the schemes that they're in and the talent around them. Man, those Texans receivers, they're so good. <laughs> they're so yeah. many good receivers. Uh, yeah. We have... Um, not as good receivers, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you're right though, man. Like that system is an incredibly quarterback friendly system, and that's not a negative thing to say that you have a quarterback friendly system. No. Why do people think that it's a negative to run a quarterback friendly system? The if the quarterback is the most important position in the game, I want to put that piece in the best possible scenario to find ultimate success, and mm. that is what a guy like Bobby Slowick does. And that's mm-hmm. what Sean McVay does. That's what Kyle Shanahan does. That's what Matt LaFleur does, right? All mm-hmm. of these guys, they run those principles because they know that that gives them the best chance of winning ball games and developing their quarterbacks. Yep. That's all I'm asking for here, man. And, yeah. and CJ Stroud's credit too, he has done some remarkable things in, in his own right, man. Like He has proven that he's a very big-time athlete, which mm-hmm. I think was a questionable thing. He has moved. He has made throws on the run. Mm-hmm. You hear him talk about the in-game adjustment that he made against Jesse Bates at the end of that Falcons-Texans game where he literally told his tight end, hey, man, look, I saw something in film review. I know that Jesse's going to try to make the big play here. We're going to bait him into it, and then I want you to do this this double move, and I think it's going to turn into a touchdown, not just a first down, and they won the game like that. That was C.J. Stroud with an in-game adjustment that the coaches have enough trust in him to be able to go out there and do because he understands that system, and the system makes sense to him. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you have got to do with a young quarterback, man. Like yep. we talk about Bryce's uh, ability to process and make good decisions as well. Put him in the position to show it, man. Joe person just had an article that came out today where he did some uh, film analysis with, and I can't remember his name. I think it's Ted Wynn uh, did some film analysis with him for the athletic. And they pointed out all of these things. And Joe ends it by saying, Look, I think that Bryce can thrive in a system where he can make his quick reads and process things and and get the ball out in a in a fast manner. That's mm. a system that he can thrive in. That's not the system we're running. So yeah. that's where again we get to this point of if we're not going to adapt and make those adjustments and run a system like that and we know that that's the system that Bryce Young will be his best in, it's a decision making time here, man. Or are we going to keep on sitting here and watching something that is not going to ultimately work? Or do we want to make the change, even if it's just going to Thomas Brown right now, right? Yeah. Go to Thomas Brown, see what he could do. Now, he's not going to implement a whole new playbook, but there are plays in that playbook that aren't being called or that aren't being called in the situations that they should be. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens, man. Sequence it differently. Yeah, to be fair, uh, they're, they're, I mean, I'm just being devil's advocate, giving him sure. a little bit of credit. There are... They're just some. They're just slightly off on a, like a few things that yeah. could. If you tighten that up, we're in every game almost. Like yeah. even in this game, if Miles Sanders had not fumbled the ball, I think we tie that game up. And I think that it's 
it's a lot closer than the score indicated at the end. That that fumble was just crushed us. It just breaking turnovers, man. Man, God, man, Miles freaking Sanders, second time. It's the second fumble that's like literally changed the game. Um, hey, he's 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 fooled me. I'll tell you that much, man, because I felt pretty solid about him coming into this year. Um, I, I felt really solid about this team coming into this year, and. I'll take all that egg on my face, man, because uh, I have been fooled by what has happened so far in these first five or six weeks. There's no way you could try to sell me on, man, we should have seen this coming. I, I don't yeah. buy into no, no, it, man. It, it, it. Literally, it's everything that could happen. Like, we have been in every yeah. single game so far. Right. If not, should have won every single game so far. And it's right. just the turnovers. It is the penalties. Yep. Uh, it's the injuries. Miles yep. Sanders... Man, sit this week, please. Like, you don't mm-hmm. look good. You look – something right. is wrong with you, and yep. everyone can see it. Sit. Sit him, man. Sit him through the bye. And I you don't got the know. bye week coming up, right? Yeah. That's the time, dude. If you're not 100% healthy, get healthy for three weeks. Yeah. And if you are healthy, clear your mind, man. Like, yeah. sometimes maybe you just got too much going on in there. Sometimes you got some self-doubt. A yeah. little bit of a break and a reprieve can be a beneficial thing, dude. I'm not saying that he is a garbage NFL football player and that he should never touch a field again. I just think right now something is not connecting. Something is not firing on all cylinders. Take a beat, man. Yeah, Get, get I, yourself back to square one. I think he looked phenomenal uh, in um, Atlanta. Not if, I'm not, I'm not like, like stat-like phenomenal, but like just like moved well. Like, like right. looks like electric, and now he just looks... Oh, it's just hard to watch him now. And let's get Raheem Blackshear out there, man. Like, I don't let's know do on, something man. different, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, oh. I will tell you, I, I do like Chanel in the backfield night, like five to ten times a game. I, I like that. Yeah, I, I like cool. that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I saw Thomas Brown say something about LaVisca Chanel as a guy that could play all three wide receiver spots. I think that yeah. Thomas Brown might have had a little bit of too much dip on his chip. On yeah, that one. That one uh, you can miss me with that, dude. Like, look, maybe he's he saying had that for a his couple. player, though. Sure, he's maybe, maybe, but don't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? he's saying he's, look, he's I, trying to build his confidence up, and that's good, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, how about the fact that we, <laughs> we all know that's <laughs> we all know that's not the case, right? Um, how about the fact that uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. didn't play a single snap? And then Frank Wright comes out and he says, yeah, that was a miscommunication. I don't, he, he should have played more. What the hell is going on, dude? That's the second week in a row that Wright has no idea who is and isn't able to be on the field. Like if that's not an indication that there is too much on Wright's plate right now as a head coach and play caller, the yeah. dude is just lost out there. And the communication among this staff is not sharp. So if the communication amongst these coaches is, is this bad, how do you anticipate that translating to the offensive defense on the field? I, I just don't understand why. So when you, when you have players and you want like do stuff that they do well, cause they like doing stuff that they do well. We haven't thrown one jump ball to Terrace Marshall jr. All year long. Not one. Let him run deep. Let him moss somebody, get his confidence level up. Yeah. If worst case scenario, you throw an interception, which you're doing anyways. <laughs> Best case scenario, he high points the ball, gets a 50-yard reception, and is pumped up for the rest of the year because he's doing stuff that he does well. I yeah. just don't understand like putting your players in the best like best area for them to do something like mm-hmm. that they like to do. And we <laughs> could definitely like, Yeah. Yeah, same with the chart chart. Get him running in this like a crossing path, give him yards after catch and let him just go. Get him in space yeah. and let him have some fun, man. And we could point to the offensive line not giving the time to develop, and that makes sense for a, for a, a 
a good amount of the, of these issues. But I did think that we want to talk about a little bit of optimism, man. I did think that the offensive line played better against Detroit than they had played yeah. the first four in the four weeks prior. Yeah. Um, I, I I liked the interior holding up a little bit better. I, I thought that Icky played a pretty solid football game. Yes. Um, Taylor Moten had a big responsibility because Aiden Hutchinson lines up on that side a lot. And I thought that he handled that well. So from an optimistic standpoint, there, there are things to take here, man, and, yeah. like, and build off of. We're not completely for nothing as a football team. I, yeah. The identity issues are still just killing me, man, that this team has no idea who they are or who they want to be. That is yeah. killing me, and it's very apparent. Yeah. Um, on defense, dude, I, our run defense, I'm... <laughs> Man, I am just like sick to my stomach when I think about this run defense, to be completely honest, because they sold us all this stuff about not needing a zero technique, true nose tackle when they released Marquand McCall. But they had Marquand McCall, Bravion Roy, and John Penasini on this roster all together at one point. They knew they needed a nose tackle. Mm -hmm. And then when something went wrong, they've just sat on their hands here, man. I, I, yeah. I'm a Marquand McCall fan, so like part of my gripe is that Marquand isn't on the team. That definitely mm-hmm. is a personal gripe for me. But move on from just that aspect. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you replace him with another nose tackle? We are getting yeah. gashed in the run, dude. I mean, absolutely yeah. gashed. You cannot expect Shai Tuttle to hold up. Shai Tuttle is getting moved around out there, man. Like You want yeah. him to play that zero technique every single time he's getting held up and moved. Like that, that yeah. is just what's happening on a constant, consistent basis. That's, got, that's, that's on this coaching staff, man. And, and the GM for not understanding, recognizing that and addressing it prior to right now. Yeah. You have to have that. Like you have to have that guy, like, like the tush pushes, but you have to have that heavy yeah. set guy that is on those fourth and ones that come in there and are able to hold up a double team so that yep. the rest of the guys can come up and push back. It, it, it just makes me, why don't, why don't you have that? <laughs> right. And and why did you try to tell us that you didn't need that for your scheme and that you coveted versatility? Why are, why do we keep getting talked to like this by our coaches yeah. though? Like they just keep on selling us stuff that doesn't check out. And the worst part about it, man, is that it's all like on video or written. There are literally receipts flying around the damn air. Like you just uh-huh. walked out of a CVS. You know what I mean? Like there's just things everywhere showing you the incompetency and the mistakes made along the way to get to the point that we are in. Mm. But you can change that. Like we don't have to sit in mistakes. Mm. You can address them and do something different. And that's all I ask for here. Yeah. I, man, the things that have happened in the past, they've happened. I'm not going to yeah. dwell on any of that. Like let's move on and just show me that you want to do better. But when yeah. you don't show that you want to change that, you don't show that you want to be better and that you can identify those things. I think it's completely fair to start questioning. Is this the right situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, yeah, he seems pretty good. Uh, outside of that, outside of that, outside of being able to stop the run with with like these backups, backups, backups coming in. Henderson had a little bit like a little bit of life, life to him last year. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, man? What? Do you think that it was just like wildly disrespectful? of Detroit to try the direct snap to a running back through the quarterback's legs on us because they're looking at it and saying, Hey, look, man, worst case scenario, we turn it over. We give it to the Carolina Panthers. They're not going to do shit with us. So they give it back to us and we don't do that again, but they hit it and they nailed it. And it was like a really cool 
um, a creative type of thing that I don't think I've ever seen in the NFL yeah. before. Um, but do you think that that's just more of like a, yeah, I'm not worried about the Panthers capitalizing on us trying to be showboating and, and trying some new shit. That, that This is the team to try it out on. It was, so it kind of, it, honestly, it kind of gave me a little bit of like a excitement a little bit that this team three years ago when Dan Campbell first took over, remember how like that dumpster fire that they were and now oh, yeah. they're doing this kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, hmm. So you're saying just hold tight for three years and for three years. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember this team was absolutely horrible, and uh, and now they they proved me wrong. As far as, I just I can't believe they got their defense so good. I I thought that was going to be their Achilles heel. I thought the offense was always going to be good. I thought right. the defense was going to be. It's been trash at, every year for the Dan Campbell era. era. Right. So uh, that that they 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 that definitely proved me wrong. Um, but uh, but. I think that like it, they're just so comfortable. They feel good. They feel good in their system. Everything's like uh, the, the rhythm's good with all with everybody on, on that team. Yeah, and it, hopefully it just takes us like you know. Hopefully we just start getting the same kind of rhythm. Like oh, now we get it. Now we understand it. Now it's like in our bones. Now we like it, it, we don't have to. Th- yeah. And I think that's a big thing about the penalties. I think we're just thinking so much. Everything's yeah. like we're, we're not just paying attention to what's in front of us. We're thinking about what we're supposed to be doing and. That's fair. Instead of it just happening. Um, yep. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the game preview against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> it doesn't oh, get any easier no. this week. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what the line is. It would, it's got to be like 13 and a half. I think it is 13 and a half, somewhere oh, around Oh, yeah. man. And I probably yeah. won't even touch it. Because uh, I don't think... I wouldn't. I, I, don't, uh-uh. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> did I tell you I bet this uh, bet this game when it was uh, uh, twenty one and a half uh, the the, <laughs> the Panthers game the Panthers yeah and I and I won it with that that last the fourth down uh, Bryce uh, pass to Thielen that made me my money and I was like thank God so the underlying lesson to be learned here is that if your team sucks really bad. Just live bet them at the biggest spread that you can yeah, get. Exactly. So that way, even if you lose the game, you're still making some money off of your failure. Exactly. Yeah, because I wasn't touching it beforehand. Right. Really yeah. Beforehand. Live betting was- is the way to go if you're betting against <laughs> on a crap team. Like, just wait until they're getting bludgeoned and then throw in the bet. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did with the Jets Bills, and Jets won me a, a bunch of money. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, don't gamble, guys. It's not, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> uh, or do it responsibly if you do it. Yeah. Uh, um, anyways, we what are we gonna do with Tyreek Hill? Nothing. Man. <laughs> what we can do. We're gonna, we're gonna Head, heading down to South Beach. Uh, you know the the thing is, you, you, we don't we're not gonna go on the beach to get burned here. Like that's that's gonna be handled right there on the field in front of the entire crowd and front of a national audience that's watching on TV. Well, I won't even say national audience. It'll probably just be a lot of local Charlotteans and Rock Hillians and things like that that are watching it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- this is a nightmare matchup when you're coming yeah. off of what the Detroit Lions just did to you last week, especially on the ground. That, that's the thing that people fail to realize about this Miami team because Tyreek Hill and Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Waddle, they're the names that stick out to mm. me, right? And Mike McDaniel runs this awesome offense with a lot of shifts and motions and really just knows how to take advantage of his personnel. They are a rushing football team, man. This team runs all over the place, and they've got speed. Now, their rookie, Devin Achan, 
I believe that he or Achain, I, I think he said Achain. 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 Got it. Yep. Thank you. Um, I think he's out, right? They put him on the IR? Yeah, he's on IR for four weeks. Okay. So we only lose by 25 instead of 30. That has to take at least half a point off the spread, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So him being out, silver lining, I guess, if you want to call it that. They still have Raheem Mostert. I believe they get Jeff Wilson Jr. back this week. I think that they have been uh, pointing to that being a realistic possibility. Um, Tyreek Hill still exists. Jalen Waddle. Is Jalen Waddle playing? Waddle didn't play last week, right? Yeah, he did play. He, he came back from his, uh, he had a concussion and he came back. Okay. Uh, he's, he's still dealing with some sort of abdominal something, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, no, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen. Here's this is what's gonna happen. They 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 they're not worried about us. We're gonna see Claypool. They're gonna be doing what we should be doing and getting our guys excited about playing for the team that they're on. And then yeah. they're gonna get play Claypool and they're gonna have like this thing, three packages for him or something. And he's gonna Claypool's have this gonna get involved. Yeah, no, I think that they're gonna do it just because they're playing us. I think he dresses and I think he's gonna have he's gonna be on the, he's gonna be on the field for like five plays. They're going to have yeah. two or three of them specifically designed for him. And he's going to have this amazing, probably 30 yard touchdown or something against us. And he's going to be excited again. And that's what the problem bears. Like they couldn't get him excited to play. So he's just yeah. kind of like Humpty Dumpty. Like, and then they send him off and Mike Daniels like, yo, stick with me, kid. And I think he's going <laughs> to give him a play for us, uh, for, yeah. for him. And I think, I think, I'm going to be like, man, why can't we just do that? Why can't we just, yeah, right. Get our guys, why can't we do something fun for our guys? Right. <laughs> yeah. So let, let me, let me read a couple of things off real quick, because these are, this will tell you what I think will happen in this game. And it'll tell you why I think I'm so worried about it. The dolphins lead the NFL and plays to gain 10 or more yards with 93. The next closest team has 75. The dolphins lead the NFL and plays to gain 20 or more yards with 32. The next closest team is 26. The Dolphins lead the NFL and plays to gain 30 or more yards with 15. The next closest team is 11. The Dolphins lead the NFL and plays to gain 40 or more yards with 11. The next closest team has five. The Dolphins lead the NFL and plays to gain 50 or more yards with eight. The next closest team has three. 82.8% of the Miami scoring plays, that's 24 of 29, have been touchdowns. The highest rate in the league. Miami leads the NFL in rate of runs to gain five or more yards and 10 or more yards. 46.2% of the time they go for five or more yards. 20% of the time they go for 10 or more yards. One out of every five times this Miami Dolphins team is running the football, they're getting 10 or more yards. Mm. Dude, that is bad news bears for a Carolina Panthers run defense. It is persistent on throwing shy Tuttle out there as the nose tackle yeah, and missing Shaq Thompson, which man, that's, that's a big that's, loss, man. That's been killing us all. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. That he's a, such a good run stopper as a linebacker. He's probably, he's, I would, I would yeah. put him top five in the league for, for, yeah. um, running, uh, a rushing linebacker. I don't know how you would say that, uh, yeah. in the run game. Yeah. And and when you take him off the field, then you start asking Frankie Louvu to do a little bit of the things mm-hmm. that you were asking Shaq to do that takes away a little bit of Frankie Louvu's magic, right? Mm-hmm. And and Frankie is still an outstanding football player out there. It still shows every single week. Yes. He's, but man, you're yeah. putting a ton of responsibility on that guy right now. And that that weighs a person down, man. Like in that yeah. it's it's a it's a perfect uh 
storm of mm. things happening right now for this Panthers defense. But running into this freight train, Miami Dolphins offense, is just really, really daunting. Yeah. I hope they don't get 70. Just don't get 70. Just don't get 70, man. Yeah. That's, that's it. You know, like, yeah. put, up, put up 50. I, I can yeah. see a 50-burger happening. I also could see it being, like, 49 or something like that. Yeah. Maybe they just go 7-for-7 seven seven on touchdown drives and just leave it right there at that. And Mike McDaniel says, all right, man, that's, that's how I'm going to let this one sit. Maybe they put Chase Claypool in as quarterback. <laughs> you know, maybe they just do something crazy, man. I do. I mean, they do a lot of things that are crazy. I think my, I think Michael McDaniel's gonna have like a fun, fun day. Um, but I, I, I do think that our offense is gonna show up. To, I mean, when I, when I say show up, I mean that. I think, I think twenty eight points is is realistic. Yeah. But it might just be forty nine to twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's an opportunity here, sort of the way that Bryce Young was able to excel. Um, last week in Detroit because of the game script and things like that to start getting into a rhythm, to start having a little bit more freedom and confidence to play. I think that that exists again here, right? Even if we're getting blown out, I think that Bryce is going to be tasked with trying to put up some points and not playing as conservatively that I, yeah, man, like look, DJ Chark, this may be an opportunity for him to get one of his patented big deep plays, Um, trying to generate quick offense instead of running the ball and punting it again, right? Mm. Um, I would love to see Hayden Hurst more involved as well. I think that there's an opportunity for that. Um, oh, yeah, especially against Miami. They, can't, right. they don't guard the tight end well, well, well at all. Yeah, I mean, they look at their look at their defensive personnel, right? Yeah. They're not, that's not their forte. Their secondary is really good, but their second level players, yeah. that's not, that's not their strength. Right. Um, so there is a real possibility for Hayden Hurst to start getting involved for some deep threats. If you're going to continue to work Terrace Marshall Jr. in the intermediate, assuming that you let him play this. Oh week, yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, that he yeah, could right. also, you know, I think that he could also find a little bit of a rhythm. Um, yeah. Adam Thielen should continue to eat his manufactured yeah. looks because of the right. system and the schemes and concepts are asking him to do. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Mingo. I, I do think that there's a possibility for an offensive productive output here. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that it happens in the game script that you want it to happen in as a fan, because I Mm -hmm. do anticipate us being down quick and being down for the majority of this game. Maybe if we get, look, if we win the coin toss, accept the damn kick and go out there and try to put the first points on the board. If you defer it, I'm going to say, let's go ahead and fire the whole team right away. <laughs> not just, not just the coaches, everybody like yeah. send everybody to South beach, let them have a vacation and then tell them to take their own plane home. You know, yeah. like get out there try to win the kick. Maybe that's the only win we get today. Win that coin toss. Let's receive, let's go down there, put some points on the board. And then maybe I'll just turn the TV off. Yeah, yeah. nothing. I'll just I'll walk out and I'll go. Yeah, yeah. No, then I just put all my money on the uh, the Dolphins with uh, (laughs) with that's it. Is there is there is there a a wager available that you can say like possibility of the Panthers leading at any point of this game? There is actually. Yeah, that would be the one that I bet on. Then yes, yes. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but Honestly, I do. So, Alex is trying to give you actual betting <laughs> advice, and I'm over here just trying to say, "Hey, find something to make you happy, man." <laughs> like, I do. Uh, I do rainbows. Have a, I do have an insane parlay that uh, Adam Thielen leads 
has over 550 yards because I was stupid. He's always going to have over 550 yards. Um, <laughs> the most receptions of a wide receiver in the NFC South and the most touchdowns as a wide receiver in the NFC South. And I, I I'm actually looking that. okay. Yeah, you I'm got some okay. for that. Yeah, I know. Especially, if, okay. especially if, man, like a guy like Mike Evans has to miss any time with some injuries or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he already yeah. he's going to miss this week, I think. Maybe he's not. Because he got hurt against uh, the, the New Orleans. And he didn't do anything against New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but Mike Evans would be the only thing, the only scary one. Right. Because Alave, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, he hasn't really done a whole ton, has he, this year? He's got three catches in the last two games. Yeah, but he started the year off pretty strong, though. Yeah, when he played the Panthers. <laughs> is that a common theme? Is that, is that something that's happening a he lot got, now? He got the Titans and then the Panthers, so I think that he was You okay, got to just think that some of these players are sitting at home and they look at the schedule and they're like, shit, we got Denver next week? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we got Carolina next week? Hell yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It feels terrible being that team, but let's also remember that the Lions were that team for decades. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it gave me hope. It gave yeah, me hope. yeah. There's, there's still possibilities, man. And like, we are a podcast that tries to be very optimistic and positive and and yeah. stress the good things in yeah. life. And it's and it's tough. been trying for us here, man. And maybe that's an underlying reason why we're popping out one a week of these things because there's just no way that we can do any kind of spinning twice a yeah. week. <laughs> I, I have been making money this year, so if there's anything optimistic, I'm. I'm making some money, and Panthers have won me some money. So, so, so tail Alex. That's that's the thing to do here. <laughs> Just bet the right things, not the wins. Bet right. the right. Yeah. Don't <laughs> the bet right the win lines. totals, yeah, yeah. or MVPs or well, anything like that. <laughs> man, I got him at. I, I think that, I think they can still get over six and a half wins, maybe possibly. This is possible. Woo. I do think we go on like a little bit of a run in the second half of the season. I don't know what that run will be. It could be like we did last year. It might be like six and five or something like that. But I think we. Get, we, I think we get wins at the end of the season. I don't think we, I don't think we were the worst team in the league. I think, Look, I, I think, think we, I think, I think we can be like five, six wins. I, sure, I don't think that that's out of the question of a possibility. I, I do believe that there is a chance that we even go on a three-game winning streak right out of the bye. Yeah. I think that's a realistic thing, man. Not saying that it will happen, but right, it's right, a right, right, possibility. Like those yeah. three games are winnable games. So you look at the rest of the schedule, dude, there's a handful of winnable games. It doesn't mean you'll win them. They're all outside of the Cowboys. I think they're all winnable. And hey, man, the Cowboys do Cowboy things a lot. So they're the ones that they lose to the Cardinals. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and even count that as a guaranteed loss. Yeah. It's a lot different than facing the Detroit Lions and the Miami Dolphins right now is facing the the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. But you look at Jacksonville, too, I think. Jacksonville's a tough game. But hey, Jacksonville's look like crap, too, on some of their games. Like it's it's the NFL, man. Any given Sunday is a real thing. But for the Panthers standpoint, you got to look at some of these games and just say, we faced some tough teams when we weren't clicking at all. Mm-hmm. If we could go into this bye week, make some adjustments, and maybe come out with Thomas Brown, maybe do some different sequencing on the play calls, simplify things for Bryce Young. Um, defense may get healthy, man. Like, when is J.C. Horn eligible to come back, right? Like, I think that there is a realistic possibility that he could be back in that week 9 to 11 range they've talked mm-hmm. about. I don't know that I personally would want to throw him out there if he wasn't all the way 100% healthy with this team right now in the record. But the other side of that is he's going to have a contract situation coming up at some point soon. Yeah. Don't you want to find out? Is he the elite level player? Is he able to stay out there and play as opposed to just saying, we're going to bank off of the nine games we've seen of him. 
type of thing. We also, you know what I mean? We got to make sure we, he's got a fifth year option coming up too. We got to we got to right. give him that before next right. year. So, so yeah. I think that there is a reason to to let him get out there and play as long as he's a hundred percent again, right? So yeah, there there are some things out there on the horizon that could change the trajectory of this team that I'm not ready to give up all hope yet. Um, but it, it's going to take some some adjusting, and that's what I that's what I think we haven't seen yet is any kind of um, noticeable adjustments from the coaching staff. Until they do that, we're going to keep going on what we're doing right now, like yep. for losing the play style, everything. Make some adjustments. Let's do some better stuff. Yeah, and I mean, also the the Falcons, uh, the rest of the division have had insane injury luck so far, and yeah. they got some old dudes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they wear down as the season goes. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see them being full strength by the end of the season. So we'll see. I don't want to wish luck upon anybody, but we've had really right. bad uh, injury luck, and they've right. had really, really good injury luck. So we'll, we we'll see Austin how that Corbett evens out. Soon, man, we're gonna have Austin yeah. Corbett back after the buys. Yeah. From my understanding, yeah. that's a big boost. Yeah, and hopefully Miles Sanders comes out looking like Miles Sanders skin yeah, um, without the fumbles. Yep. Um, all right. <laughs> but I think that's it. I think, I think we, for, I mean, what else do you want us to say? They're going to get crushed yeah. by Miami. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we like, we pull a rabbit out of our hat. We won't, but um, that's now, you, all you we, picked, you picked, <laughs> you picked the lions to win. Or you picked the Panthers to beat the lions last week, right? Yeah. And I think if Miles Sanders doesn't fumble, it's a completely different game. I think that we so, were so right in it. Let's do, let's do predictions now. Then I want to hear you pick the dolphins this week. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, got <laughs> I got the dolphins by, if I had to pick, I, I, I would say 35, 21 dolphins. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'll go. 48 to <laughs> 17. Okay. Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be a little bit more optimistic, but that I still just think that the Dolphins are a good team on defense, yeah. too. And I, I don't know, man. I, just, Dude, I, had, I had them in the AFC Championship game. The only reason I took them out is because uh, I was concerned about Tua. But uh, let me let me change, man. 48 24. I'm giving us another touchdown. Yeah. It's garbage time. So I can hit my. Uh, when I bet it in game. When you bet it at 24 and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for putting that in because I'm just like, wasn't even. Uh, just, no, all good. I just I think it's about really important. It's important to be on record with how yeah, bad we're yeah. expected to get beat, yeah. right? So this will be the first time I picked us to lose, though, man, because we're going to lose. <laughs> So this is when we win. This is there we the go. Moment. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully yeah. that I just pick us to lose and we win every time I pick us to lose. Alex uh, and I are doing every single thing in our possible power to change the way things are going. If it means picking against, picking for, sure, whatever, sure, whatever it, it is, is, you know. Yep, yep, yep. I'll drink. I'll drink a shot of Fernet every single time that the Panthers score this week. How about that? Oh, that sounds good. Maybe I'll go get a shot of Fernet right now. Um, <laughs> I think it and cheese not sitting to rights. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Anyways, uh, that's all we got for you today. We will. I don't want to promise anything because we didn't. I didn't make my promise last week. So we will try our best to get two out next week. But for now, this is what we got. And uh, as always, Panthers fans, keep pounding. Keep pounding.